friend. My name is Denise Renner, and I welcome you to my program, Time with Denise Renner. Today, I want to talk to you about a very important subject, and that is rejoicing in difficult times. You know, one of the verses in the Bible, actually, it's the shortest verse in the Bible that I can find, and it's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and it's verse 16, and it says, rejoice always. Two words, rejoice always. You know, some people, they think, oh, I know the Bible. Oh, yeah, I know the Bible backwards and forwards. And I always think to myself, do you know about those two words in 1 Thessalonians that say rejoice always? And how is your rejoicing going when you're in difficult times? You know, it's easy to rejoice when everything is going well. Anybody can rejoice when everything's going well, but it takes faith to rejoice when things are not going well. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. If you have any prayer needs, please let us know about it because we're here to pray for you. The Bible says where two or more are gathered together in his name, now, we're not in the same room, but we're gathered together in his name that it shall be done by our Father, which is in heaven. And we have seen so many miracles and answers to prayer. So please let us know your prayer needs and let us know your responses, what God is doing in your life. Is God answering your prayers? God healing your body? We want to know so we can rejoice with you. Well, turn with me to Psalm 43. And you might be saying to yourself, why should I rejoice always? Isn't that a little bit strong to tell somebody to rejoice always? And so on this program, I wanted to talk to you about, about why we should rejoice always. You might be saying, do you rejoice always? Well, I don't think I'm there yet. But this, this study has really helped me and really challenging me. And I think, friend, I think that in these last days, that God is raising the bar, just like he's raising the bar in love or forgiveness or patience or long suffering. I believe he's raising the bar in rejoicing. And you're going to see as we study that there were people who rejoiced in extremely difficult situations. So let's go to Psalm 43, verse 4. And the psalmist says, Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Don't you just love that? He calls God my exceeding joy. Can you call God your exceeding joy? It's very interesting. And on the harp, I will praise you. Oh God, my God. And then verse five says, why are you cast down? Oh, my soul. 
And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God. The psalmist calls God the help of his countenance. Now that is so powerful because many times we have an opportunity for our countenance not to be so joyful, not to be so positive, not to be so encouraged. But this word, it just says that he, our God, is the help of our countenance, the way we carry ourselves, what's coming across from our face. You know, I've heard people say, where is the joy of the Lord on, uh, on you? You look, I've just heard this. They say, you look like somebody who swallowed vinegar instead of having a pleasant look or joy on your face. I've heard people say, if you're joyful, tell your face about it. Well, this scripture says that God is the help. He's our helper. He's the help, the help of our countenance. You can depend on him. I don't know what your day's like today. I don't know what you're facing, but he promises in his word that he is the help of our countenance. And then that verse says, why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God. And then it says, as I just read, that God is the help for our countenance. I just love that. You know, also it says in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1, it says that God was speaking to Abraham and he said, Abraham, I am your shield and I am your great reward. So the, the question that we're asking today is why should I rejoice always? Well, number one, he's the help of your confidence and he's your exceeding joy. Then it says he's your shield and your great reward. I'm getting encouraged already. This is who he is, not just who he is out there in the great unknown. That's who he is in you. You see, because he's in you. He came in you. He's not, he's with you. Yes, he is. He's on you for power, but he is in you. So what am I saying? I am saying that your great reward is in you. I am saying that the help of your countenance is in you. I am saying that your exceeding joy, it's in you. If it's in you, you can't separate yourself from it. But what we have to do, dear friend, is we have to acknowledge what's in us by Christ Jesus and rejoice about it and use our faith to say, God, I have my exceeding great reward inside of me. God, I have my shield. You're my shield, Lord. That's looking at the word, not like it's just a religious book. 
that, that maybe you read sometime, but the book that's the stability of your times. I've said it before. Some people say, if your Bible's falling apart, your life is not. Well, I put this Bible together three different times. And it's the stability of my life. The word of God is the stability of my life. It's the stability of your life. And recognizing, not just like, oh yeah, I'll give him mental assent to it, but recognizing that you have this great power on the inside of you, that you have this great reward on the inside of you, that you have the shield on the inside of you. I want you to see what else you have inside of you. Because it's going to cause us to rejoice always. All right. Now, look at Psalm 3, 3. This is amazing. Okay. Now, why is this amazing? I'm going to read you the verse, and then I'm going to tell you what is happening in the life of David when he wrote this verse. It says, But you, O Lord, are a shield for me my glory and the one who lifts my head. Praise God. Again, he's your glory. <laughs> he's your glory. He's the one on the inside of you. He's your glory. And he's the lifter of your head. And um, so what was happening for David at this time, which is so amazing that he could write that at this time. Absalom, his son, was chasing after him to kill him and to take his throne from him. I, I can't even imagine what that's like. I can't imagine your son hating you so much that he wants to kill you and then he wants to take your business, everything away from you. He wanted to take David's throne from him. I cannot even imagine that. And to imagine further that in that very situation, David would write, but you, O Lord, are a shield for me. And you're my glory. And you're the lifter of my head. Of course, this is in the Old Testament. God did not live inside of David. But God lives inside of you. God lives inside of me. The glory and the lifter of your head is inside of you. You know, the Bible says in the New Testament, Christ in me, the hope of glory. You have glory. There's a deposit of glory on the inside of you. And the one who lifts your head is the one who's on the inside of you. If we really believed what we're talking about and we really thought about it, we would rejoice more, even in difficult times, just like David did. I just want to read it to you one more time. Listen to the, the beginning of this chapter. Lord, how... They have increased who trouble me. Many are they who rise up against me. Many are they who say of me, there is no help for you in God. 
Has anybody ever said that to you? Oh, you're distrusting God. Oh, you think you're going to get healed. You're not going to get healed. I've heard people say that some Christians, some unbelievers say to a Christian, you, do, you need to go to a psychiatrist or you're, you've lost your mind. Well, they're saying to David in this horrible situation, why are you trusting in God? There's no help for you in God. Has anybody ever said that to you? Like, why are you spending so much time with God? There's no help for you in God. If you've ever felt that, I want you to know that David absolutely felt that. Of course, Jesus on the cross, they, they said that to him. They said to Jesus on the cross, if he's your father, cry out to him and ask him to help you. People are mean sometimes and they do mock and criticize and try to intimidate. But the greater ones on the inside of you, the glories on the inside of you, the lifter of your head is on the inside of you. And that's why you and I can rejoice. And as 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 says, rejoice always. Maybe we're not there yet, friend, but we're working towards it. And I am convinced in these last days, we're just going to have to use our faith more and rejoice more, even in difficult situations. You know, when you rejoice and other people are depressed, losing everything, and you still rejoice, you still trust in God, then we're using our faith. We're acting like David, David in a terrible situation and them saying to him, there's no help for you in God. And then David said, but you, O Lord, you are my shield. You are my glory and you are the lifter of my head. Friend, people need us to walk with our head lifted up, that we have courage, that we have stability, that we might be saying, I don't know exactly what to do, but I will know what to do. I'm praying about this, and God's going to help me in this. I know it looks bad. But God is my shield and God is my refuge and God is my glory and God is the lifter of my head. So I'm not just going to give up. That kind of person is a courageous person. And that's kind of the people that we have in the Bible. The people who said, I, like David, he said, I'm going to take down that giant. Like Caleb. 85 years old, said, I, give me that mountain, I'll take it. Like the D Daniel, when he went into the lion's den, he wasn't going to give up or say, I can't go into the lion's den. He said, I'm going into the lion's den because I am not going to deny my God. 
And of course, you know what God did. He protected him. But I'm talking about an attitude. I'm talking about an attitude that you and I must have in these last days. An attitude that says, I'm not giving up. I am going to keep rejoicing. My God is my shield. My God is the lifter of my head. My God is my glory. Why else should we rejoice? Oh, I want to show you. It's in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 18. And it says, oh, what Jesus did for us. It says, it, I just love this because he totally identifies with us. And this verse, I'm turning to it. It says, verse 18, for in that... He himself has suffered being tempted. He is able to aid those who are tempted. Okay, why should we rejoice? Because he is able. His hands aren't tied. His ears not deaf. He is able to help us when we're tempted. Why? Because he suffered. Because he was tempted. He didn't sin, but in him being tempted and not sinning, he identifies with us. And he says, I did this so that I could help you in your temptation. So why should we rejoice? Because he understands our temptation and he will help us in our temptation. He's never left us. He's never forsaken us. When he came into our life, he came in to stay. He didn't come in like we were some hotel and he was going to check in for a while and check out. No, he came in to stay inside of us and to carry us through every difficult situation to be the glory to be the lifter of your head. To understand your temptation because he was tempted and to help you with your temptation. I think this is amazing. Why else should we rejoice? Because he's always with you. Look at John chapter 14. John chapter 14 says... In, in verse 17, it says, The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So this says that the Holy Spirit is going to be in you. And if you're born again, the Holy Spirit is in you. And, and we've been talking about him because he manifests himself as the glory and the lifter of your head, as the one who helps you through your temptation. Look at verse 18. This is the attitude in the heart of Jesus. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. How was he going to come to us? Through the Holy Spirit. Look at, at verse um, 19. 
A little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because I live and you will live also. At that day, you will know, you're going to love this, you will know that I am in my Father and you in me and I in you. You can't escape him. You are his house. He is in you to stay. He is in you to go through everything with you. He is in you to comfort you. He is in you to, to teach you, to guide you through storms, to deliver you out of the storm. I want to show you another verse. It's in 1 Corinthians, and it's, it's chapter 6. And it says, or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? The Holy Spirit, he's in you. You're his house. You're his very temple. You're his very dwelling place. You can't escape from him. You know, if you're listening to me and you are maybe backslidden and you're just watching and you're just, you know, you need to get back with God. He has not left you. He's still inside you. That's why you're watching this program, because he's drawing you to himself. Oh, he's such a lover. I'm telling you, who would do what he did for us? Love us so much to become sin for us, to take on our judgment, and then to raise into heaven, but sinned. Someone who's just like him, the Holy Spirit, to live inside of you, to guide you, to correct you, uh, to encourage you, to teach you, to comfort you. Why should we rejoice always? Well, we've got great reasons to rejoice because the Holy Spirit, he lives in us. He's never going to leave us. We are his temple. It, he expresses himself in so many wonderful ways, but in one way, he's the glory on the inside of you. He's the lifter of your head. He's the one who care, encourages you to keep going forward and not to give up. He's your guide. He's your comforter. He's your shield. He's doing for you everything that Jesus would do for you if he was standing alongside of you. He brings the healing power of God into your body. He brings the peace of God into your mind. Why should we rejoice? So many reasons. And friend, as we keep living on this earth and walking through whatever times we're walking through or whatever difficulties or whatever relational problems or sickness or disease, 
we have one who will never leave us, who will bring us through. I want to say to you again, don't lower your head in despair and say, oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, it's really bad. It's always been bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Recognize. Recognize the glory inside of you. Recognize the lifter of your head in this very situation that you're in. I want to lead you in a prayer. Father, I thank you so much for my friends that are listening right now and this time that we have had together. And Father, I just pray that, Lord, that they recognize this truth that we're talking about, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, that you're the glory inside of us, that you're the lifter of our head, that you're our shield, that you bring the healing power of Jesus to us. Oh, Lord, we thank you for this goodness that you brought us through our relationship with you and the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and that it is absolutely possible and it is absolutely necessary, Lord, for us to rejoice in difficult times. We thank you for your presence that's with us right now that we sense. We take a hold of it in Jesus' name. Amen. Friend, he's everything you need him to be. And I've enjoyed being with you. And I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.